What in the world is happening with this Wisconsin Badgers basketball team? We need to break it down because Wisconsin was the number six ranked team in the country this time two weeks ago. Now, they've lost four straight games, including one to a team with what was one of the worst offenses in college basketball. Let's break it down here, and thank you for enjoying your day with a six-pack, the Scotty six-pack, the only podcast talking all things Wisconsin sports at you six days a week. I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty six-pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you are here listening on your podcast platform of choice, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the follow button really does help other people find the show. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty six pack. And as always hit that bell. So you get notified as soon as we put this instant reaction podcast into your feed. And Oh, wow. If we do not have something to react to here, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers lose to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights 78 to 56 Wisconsin allows Rutgers, which had a an offense that was ranked by Ken Palm 285th in the country it is what it is at now with the updated numbers. The 285th ranked offense in the country by adjusted efficiency was able to get 78 points by the Badgers in this one. And it was a mess from start to finish. The Badgers give up a 9-0 run to start the game. They turn the ball over either four of the first four possessions or four of the first five possessions. And from there on, it, it was full go for Rutgers. The, the Badgers let the Scarlet Knights believe right away. We we talked on, I, I believe it was uh, either, either this podcast or the show that I did with Aaron Brightman on the Scarlet Faithful. Tyler Wall, after the Michigan game, said, he cannot, not he, the Wisconsin Badgers defense cannot just allow teams to trade baskets with their opponents and let them believe that they can come into games, particularly important on the road when you can get some momentum coming from the crowd. Well, Rutgers didn't just trade baskets with the Badgers. Rutgers got all they wanted for the first two and a half minutes of this one. And... The train just kept coming down the tracks in this game. The Badgers with just a horrific number of turnovers in the first half of this game. The Badgers turned the ball over. Uh, what was it? A, oh, turned the ball ball over 35 or 29% of their possessions in the first half. They had 11 turnovers in the first half for a team that averages 10 a game. They only turned the ball one, over once in the second half, which I guess is a, a positive development. But Rutgers just took this one. They, they punched the Badgers in the mouth to start and, and never gave it back. Wisconsin was allowing Rutgers to get basically whatever it wanted in the first half. Uh, Greg Gard complained about Wisconsin being too soft in dribble penetration against Michigan. Rutgers was dribbling into the lane and getting whatever they wanted in the first half, dribbling into the lane and then taking it, getting the ball to Cliff Omori, who had 11 of his 13 points on the game, 11 of them coming in the first half. 
was not good. And, and some of this loss is because Rutgers played incredibly well. R Rutgers, Cl Cliff Morey had eight blocks. There's there's not a lot you can do about that, I guess. Uh, I, Cliff Morey is one of the best rim-protecting centers in the entire country. He, he is an all-Big Ten defensive player. He is, I mean, maybe should be the Big Ten defensive player of the year. Eight blocks in a game is absurd. But beyond that, you, you give up 58.8% from beyond the arc on three, a, a mark that is so much higher than Rutgers' three-point shooting percentage on the season that it, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin allowed Rutgers to shoot greater than twice their season average on three-pointers this season. Rutgers is averaging 29% shooting on three-pointers this season. Rutgers shot 58.8% from three in this game. Th there is something to be said for luck in three-point shooting and, and three-point defense. But at a certain point, you, you have to question why Wisconsin is allowing teams a 36.6% uh, three-point shooting mark. The 327th ranked three-point defense in the country by shot percentage allowed. And I don't think Greg Gard can hide behind his answer uh, that he gave uh, on this question before the Nebraska game a couple of weeks ago now, which was, well, sometimes we just, we, we don't want to chase teams off the three-point line. Sometimes uh, we, we want to give them the three-point line and dare them to make them. Everyone's making them. 58.8% to Rutgers. And yes, some of these are just tough shots that they buried. Noah Fernandi for Rutgers had five three-point three attempts and nailed all three, all five of them. Yeah, gosh, sorry. So jumbled. That's, I mean, like, I don't know how that happens. He he nails some of these in really tough tough shooting situations with a hand in his face, some of them from deep. But there are certain times where Wisconsin is just not protecting the perimeter all that well. It, it, it is a problem that Wisconsin needs to fix. They, they need to defend the perimeter. They're, they're not defending anything well right now, right? They are allowing triple penetration. They, they are allowing the three-point shot to get up. They, they are allowing teams to, to score in the paint. This is a problem for this Wisconsin defense that is now down to 45th in the country compared to its 14th-ranked offense, the offense that was once ranked in the top 10, all these marks by uh, adjusted efficiency, according to Ken Palm. It's not good. It's, it's not good. And, and the Badgers are reeling right now and, and bring in an Ohio State team on Tuesday to the Cole Center that is itself reeling, having lost five straight, having lost eight of its last nine, having won only one game since uh, January, January 4th. You, you've got to, you've got to get right. You've got to get right. This is a season that is all of a sudden going off of the rails. This is a season in which you had a chance at winning the big 10. That is gone. This is a season in which you, you found yourself with a real solid shot of at least finishing second in the big 10. That's still there, but that is slipping and slipping quickly. Coming into this game, Wisconsin was projected to finish 
one game behind Illinois for second place in the Big Ten. They are now projected to finish two games behind Illinois for second place in the Big Ten. They are projected to finish five games behind Purdue for the lead in Big Ten. They are projected to finish tied with Northwestern for third place in the Big Ten. Do you really, and if and if the Big Ten tournament, you know, it matters to you, maybe that seeding, maybe that finish matters more. It doesn't matter all that much to me. So like that, that difference between three and four doesn't matter a ton. But if it matters to you, if you want Wisconsin to have a real shot at winning the Big Ten tournament, you got to finish third. Because do you want to have to go play Purdue on Saturday? in the semifinals, if you are the four seed and then have to play again the very next day? No, I'd much rather take Purdue on the Sunday and and take my chances with the one-off game. Granted, I don't care that much about the Big Ten tournament that this team right now looks like they might need to get healthy. Looks like they they might need those that that double buy and then whatever, take the loss on on day one, take that loss on uh, on Friday and, and fine because... Right now, with the, the loss of John Blackwell, the loss of Kamari McGee, this team is not playing well. And this was a, a team that, you know, is much deeper than last season's. Last season's team played the 333rd most bench minutes in the country out of 362, or maybe it was 364 teams in Division One last year. I believe last year it was 363. Now it's 362. This year, you know, you're a little bit deeper, but you're still playing only the 298th most bench minutes. If you are losing two pieces in your rotation and John Blackwell, who is a big piece in your rotation. John Blackwell is playing mm, 41.5% of minutes for this team. It's a big piece. It's a big piece of your rotation. And the Badgers are reeling with some of these injuries. The defense that's not playing well. Some players on offense that that aren't playing very well. Uh, Chucky Hepburn. Chucky Hepburn had uh, one of the worst games that I can remember in in recent memory for, for Chucky Hepburn. And he had one shot attempts from the field in the first half, he did have two free throws because he went to the line uh, to shoot two. So kind of two shot attempts in the first half, but only one that officially shows up on the stat sheet. He did not have a single shot attempt or free throw attempt for the first 10 minutes of the second half. For the first 30 minutes of this game, Chucky Hepburn was 0 of 1 from the field and 2 of 2 from the line. That's it. Right after... <laughs> right, going into this game, Greg Greg Gard said uh, on the broadcast that Chucky Hepburn needs to do more shooting. They play better if he is trying to go find his shot more, if he is trying to be more of a scorer. And I on this show, um, I on, uh, you know, Locked on Badgers, which I joined with uh, Ryan Herrings earlier this week. We We all talked about Hey, that Michigan performance is a loss, but Chucky Hepburn going out and, and looking like he is hunting his shot is a good thing for this team. Then this team played scared. Chucky Hepburn's not getting a shot. In the first you know, five minutes of this half, 
I'm of, of the second half of this game against Rutgers. I'm watching and being like, oh, this is over. This, this Badgers basketball team is playing scared. They're not trying to get a shot off. It was a, a crumbling of a team that looked like it had everything it could have possibly wanted in front of them two weeks ago. And now the Badgers are here. Badgers are here fighting for uh, a top four seed in the NCAA tournament when they were very solidly a two seed in the NCAA tournament. And hey, I know there's going to be some people that are like, what are you talking about NCAA tournament? We're on the bubble. No, stop. You don't understand how this math works. No. Go go to barttorvik.com. Also, a great Wisconsin alum. And one of the, you know, premier college basketball um, predictive analytics guys. Go to barttorvik.com and play with uh, T-Rankatology. It's gonna, it, you, can, you can predict just where any one team is going to fall based on win-lose in any one matchup. This team is still not a bubble team. This team has too much of a resume already to be a bubble team. This is not a good loss. But it's not a bubble team. Not yet. Uh, all right. Um, I want to talk about some questionable coaching decisions Greg Gard made in this game. Uh, I want to talk about some questionable coaching decisions Greg Gard made in this game, and I want to talk about one player that I thought was really, really positive in this game. Uh, first, I want to tell you about our friends over at TickPick because, hey, maybe you didn't have a great time at the game today, but maybe you went to the game today uh, and saw the Wisconsin Badgers play the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, and if you did so, uh, you, you could have gotten there for the best price you could have possibly done by getting your tickets on TickPick. And you can go to this game on Tuesday um, by getting your tickets on TickPick. You can go to the Bucks Nuggets game at Pfizer Forum on Monday night by buying your tickets on TickPick. And the best thing about TickPick is they don't do this thing where they give you the rigmarole with other ticketing apps. You you see the price and then you put the tickets in your cart. Next thing you know, it's gone up two, three. $400. No, TickPick doesn't believe in these hidden fees. You're never going to pay a service or delivery fees when you buy tickets on TickPick. And when you use my link in the podcast description, you're going to save 10 bucks on your first order for concerts, sporting events, um, theater for comedy shows, whatever you can think of. Go to the TickPick app. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Click my link in the podcast description. Click the link in the YouTube description, use the link that's on the screen now. Save 10 bucks on your very first order. Really does help the show. Save 10 bucks when you go to TickPick and never pay hidden fees on tickets ever again. All right. The second half of this Badgers game went off the rails in part because of a rotation decision by Greg Gard, who I have said on the show before. Maybe some people think I'm a great guard apologist. I would like to say I'm a great guard defender. But one thing Greg Gard did in this game that I thought was absurd was taking Max Klesman entirely out of the game with two fouls. He had two fouls in the first half and sits. Max Klesman, he played just 21 minutes against Rutgers. 
he played only five minutes in the first half against Rutgers. And that happened because he took two early fouls. He also took an early foul in the second half to get him to three. And yeah, he still played 16 minutes in the second half. So like whatever. And uh, the last two minutes of the second half, basically Wisconsin had, had cleared its bench. So sure. He, he still played a lot in the second half, but great guard needs to be more adaptable with at least with Max Klesman. It, it seems that this is a thing because there are some college basketball coaches who sit guys with two fouls as a rule. And Greg Gard is absolutely one of those guys. He, he plays players with two foul participation. The, the ninth least in college basketball players with two fouls play the 353, 353rd most minutes in college basketball in the first half. It's not good. Um, and it seems that this is a an issue with Max Klesman. We, we've talked about the foul trouble that Stephen Crowell has gotten himself into over the last couple of games. We've talked about that, but I think this is different in the sense that, well, maybe it's not all that different. Uh, eh, no, it's it, it is it is different because it it is it goes back to the way that Wisconsin lost at Penn State. And yes, this is a different game. You got blown out of the water in this game, and that Penn State loss was close. But part of that was Max Klesman barely played in that game. I believe he played 15 minutes that night and was because he was in foul trouble throughout the game and ended up fouling out of that game with five fouls. I think Greg Gard needs to make a tough decision with Max Klesman and one that might go against his personal philosophy of not playing players in the first half with two fouls and, and realize that he he has to be willing to do it with Max Klesman because it, no Max Klesman is... I mean, bad for your on-ball defense. He's probably the best on-ball defender on this team. Maybe Chucky Hepburn is up there. Um, but Max Klesman is a, a big part of what this team wants to do on defense and for the way this team just looked disgusting and not in a good way on offense in the first game, the way it gave up in the first half, giving up dribble penetration. You, you cannot afford to sit Max Klesman basically the entire first half. And that that is what got the Badgers in trouble against Penn State. This is what got the Badgers in trouble in this game. This is a decision that I think Greg Gard has to get right. Um, and so far has gotten wrong. Uh, there's some other weird things with the rotation in, in the second half, and I've, I'm not really a Carter Gilmore defender. I think he, he defends hard, uh, but, you know, it isn't, really good for much on offense, but he, he is part of this Badgers rotation and he doesn't see the floor in the second half uh, until 235 in the second half. Uh, I thought an interesting piece was that we did end up seeing more Marcus Silver in the second half. I'm remembering now that Isaac Lindsay, who saw extended run in the first half, didn't see any time on the court in the second half. Isaac Lindsay is seeing the court in the first half and getting put in a blender. He was unable to defend Rutgers in this one. Isaac Lindsay doesn't see any minutes in the second half, probably because of that. And probably because you get Max Klesman back, who you had sat for so long in the first half, and, you know, pile that on with the Kamari McGee injury effect, the John Blackwell effect. You get these Isaac Lindsay minutes, and, like, 
it, it, it just does not work. It doesn't work. And, and Greg Gard made a massive mistake of not recognizing that. Um, okay. Rutgers did play quite well. Badgers played poorly. Got some questionable coaching decisions on the rotation from Greg Gard. But there is one player who I thought played quite well in this game, and that is Connor Isijan. Connor Isijan just made a statement that he needs to play more. Connor Isijan knew that John Blackwell was out of this game, and Isijan saw this as his opportunity to reclaim some of his minutes in this rotation. And I do not think Greg Gard can deny him these minutes any longer. He has not had a stellar defensive track record. He didn't have one earlier this week, but he defended hard in this game and he went out and got buckets in the second half of this game. He defended well. He hit shots, especially in the second half. He was a shot creator in the second half. He hit, I believe it was Nolan Winter with an assist on a pick and roll in the second half. Connor Asijan just had the best game he has had so far this season. He had a season high uh, in points, season high 15 points. He was three of eight from three, but some of that is brought down by his shooting from three in the first half. He was two of four from three overall in the second half and only minus one. Connor Asijan, I think, just made a big statement to Greg Gard that, look, Everyone else kind of played like crap. Connor Seachin played pretty dang good. And you put that in the perspective of, of other players, like AJ Store, who came out guns blazing in the first half of this game. Connor, AJ Store, 13 points, but he only gets one point in the second half. It's not good. Uh, AJ Store is now, across the last three games Wisconsin has played, AJ, AJ Store has shot one of 13 from three. Really, really, really rough look for AJ Store. He looks a lot better trying to get to the baseline, and there was a moment late in this game that looked ex basically the summation of, of this game all, all put into one, one neat little Christmas present for the Badgers is that Store. He looked like he was going to take a three, but I think recognized that he hasn't been making a ton of threes from the corner. So he goes ahead on a baseline drive, gets caught in the air, unable to get his shot to the hoop, throws a pass off errantly because he doesn't have any other options other than turn, a, turn the ball over by traveling, and then he turns the ball over anyway, and then Rutgers goes and hits a three in transition, and Wisconsin goes down 15. Ugh. Disgusting. Not great. Um... It is weird because it felt like this game, no matter what, you're going to come out of it feeling pretty good and having some real stuff to talk about with AJ Store in this game. But he was just so not there in the second half. Uh, he had just an awful second half performance that you, you just can't feel good about that. Um, and it's not that I thought Connor Asijan played particularly well in the first half. Um, but he he played all right. Um, was one of four from from three. He he. I mean, coming into that, he he had been one of ten by the time he hit that three pointer. Um, it in the first half, and then he he lit it up in the second half. So I don't know. Maybe we get more counter siege minutes out of this one. 
I don't know what exactly is going to happen here. Uh, we'll, we'll preview this matchup with Ohio State. Uh, either either put that into your feed Monday or Tuesday. I am going to be there at the Cole Center covering for Badger Notes, so stay tuned to Badger Notes for all pregame, midgame, postgame coverage of the Badgers as they take on Ohio State coming up this week. Um, also this week, we're going to be able to keep talking some women's hockey. Uh, we're going to bring Noah Clark on as Wisconsin has two huge series now coming up with Minnesota in Madison and then with Ohio State to close out the regular season. We'll bring Noah on as part of a, a weekly check-in on this Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team as we roll in to season where they're, they're going to have a shot at uh, another national title. They are the reigning national champs. See if they can get another one. They had a big win yesterday. Uh, it went up 6 nothing real quick on Bemidji State. The men's hockey team won last night uh, with an awesome come-from-behind 3-2 win over Notre Dame. That was super fun to watch. Uh, so we'll, we'll stay tuned with, with those. Uh, both those hockey teams are going to play again tonight. Maybe we'll get a Badgers basketball win sometime in the near-ish future. Uh, but until then, on Wisconsin, I've been your host, Kedrick Stubris. Thank you for listening to the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. You can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus and at Scotty Six Pack. For the latest updates in Wisconsin sports, while you're here, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments. Really does help other people find the show. You can also watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty Six Pack. Hit the bell so you get notified as soon as we put new episodes into your feed. We will talk to you all on Monday.